Welcome back, friends, to Visions Veiled and Violence. Last episode, our young band of heroes had to deal with a trio of troublemaking townies who had a general dislike for the Hanitas and, I would surmise, of anyone with a differing worldview from themselves. Moreover, they had a very acute dislike for the sweet Jester Jericho, viewing her heavenly manifestation of a halo as blasphemous. While Jericho rapidly extricated herself from the violence, my character, the conspicuously lucky rogue Luthander, along with Nevitz and Adewale, were able to subdue the would-be ruffians and turn the crowd against them. When Moore reunited with us with confirmation that the dagger Smedley gave Luthander was magic, the group rapidly sought out Jericho, who'd taken refuge in the Tent of Illusions, despite the warnings of her fellow illusionist, Chelsea. Inside the tent, Jericho was assaulted by a cacophony of frightening and fantastical illusions that were decidedly not of our troop's creation. Nevertheless, Jericho pressed ahead, battling the illusions with her own magic after being informed that Old Strem, the leader of the Blue Veil's illusionists, was also missing. Following after their jester friend, the rest of the party was assaulted by a different set of illusions, but ones that were equally disquieting and nonsensical. Finally catching up to Jericho and Chelsea, their differing illusory surroundings coalesced into a singular giant toad that seemed intent on bringing harm to our young heroes. With that, back to the show. You have a enormous, angry, psychedelic toad in front of you. But luckily... I'm going to lick it. Oh, but luckily, the, the first Look person the in the initiative order <laughs> is uh, is the bard, because we all know that bards are good at extreme violence. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really good at that. I don't know how many thunder waves I have, though. Violence? No? No no music pun? No? no. Mm-hmm. I couldn't uh, tell if that was a pun uh, I wasn't picking up on or if you were mispronouncing violence. I, uh, uh, I'm so angry with you now. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me to kill your character. Anyway. Uh, I'm sure you won't forget. Also true. But Jericho, the floor is yours. I think I'm going to try a vicious mockery. I'm going to give like a really weak noise. Uh, I have to kind of focus to do it though because uh, it's hard to recollect noises. Um, are you, att- are you Just to be clear, are you attacking the toad's masculinity? Is this what we're going for? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, you're you're a weak broker, you know. That's kind of the vibe I'm trying to give him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was vicious. Let's... That 14. is quite vicious. Yeah. Get roll D4 if he doesn't save. Broke like a tentpole. Love it. That was awesome too. <laughs> wisdom is. What total wisdom say? It's a fourteen. Uh, well, so wait a minute. He, I guess he has to make a 14 or a save, so I think he's good, right? Yep, so the toad, unfortunately, is brushes aside your your uncouth attack on his toadliness. But this gives a chance to Moore, who just bounced off the toad, to figure out what she wants to do. Okay, that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> Alright, I guess we're in it. Um, I am going to... Bonus action casts uh, Shalala on my um, wooden staff, which okay. basically means that I don't have to roll strength because I'm not strong. I can use my spellcasting modifier. Um, there are many forms of strength, but yes. Um, and I'm going to then take a swing at this guy with my quarterstaff. And I have a dice, and I'm about to roll it. Roll that dice. Here we go. 21 to hit. Oh, yeah, that definitely hits the toad. Okay. Um, let's see, and that is a 1d8. Which one of these is a 1d8? Is this a good time to say I've never actually rolled physical physical dice? You've never rolled physical dice? No, I've played never played it for like awesome. two d You've played D&D for like two years. You oh, have, virtually. You have the this deepest is... acting resume of any of us. <laughs> oh, virtually, though. Which is this a d8? It's one, the one with only only one through eight on it. If okay, it has a nine, right. it's not the right dice. Okay, so I'm about to roll. Here I go. But it does need a seven. Three plus four. Seven. There you go. That's my damage. And uh, yeah. that's my turn. 
<laughs> Half of our listening audience is wondering if you just rolled a four-sided die. Yeah, this is AO. Alright, you just glue the two of them together and spin it. Be fine. fine. <laughs> so you're the, the shalala smacks into the rubbery side of this huge toad, and it you see that part of its skin rupture and spew out this strange rainbow-colored goo as the toad opens its maw and makes a leap, landing in the center of everyone, sending out a shockwave of thunder damage. Cool. I need everyone to make a dexterity save. 18. 11. That's a 14 for me. 17 total. Uh, 7 plus 6, 13. 13, okay, so everybody but Nevitz passes. Nevitz takes 3 thunder damage. It's the first damage Nevitz has taken this entire campaign. As the Trode then turns its baleful eyes towards Nevitz, the look that you can only assume is hunger as it lunges for the small man. That is a... That is a very important miss. Yeah. So, so Nevitz, how do you dodge the toad trying to eat you? Because it is definitely trying to eat you. Uh, Having taken the thunder wave of damage, Nevitz is almost about to land when he sees the tongue coming, and he just taps off his toes and bounces out of the way. Fantastic. Nevitz. Luthander, you are up. So Luthander, on a hunch, pulls out the dagger and attacks attacks the toad with the dagger. Okay, great. Uh, I'm going to try and stab it in the back. Do me a favor and roll a wisdom save. 15 on the die, plus 3, 18. 18, oh, perfect. As you grip this dagger and lunge towards the toad, you feel this, this sudden thrumming vibration in your hand almost like your hand has gone numb and all of a sudden you feel this vision behind your eyes of two people uh, an an older woman uh, the silvery hair and then a much older man both wearing what are clearly the vestments of people of faith Uh, so so two clerics and then you also see the vision of a third man with a with a, a clearly shaved pate uh, in the monk style with thick brown robes, but this man is slumped over by the trees with his throat cut. And as your your vision focuses on the older woman and the elderly man, you hear this commanding male voice tell you, one down, two to go, then you get your pay. But because of your wisdom save, the vision snaps away in time for you to make your attack without being disoriented. So please, attack the toad. As a reminder for the folks last week, Moore did decipher that the dagger was enchanted with divination magic. So I just rolled a natural one. Steven nods knowingly, yeah. Okay, uh, so with that, you... Lathander lunges forward, dagger in hand, to strike directly into the side of the toad's eye, uh, only to, as the toad turns ever so slightly, instead land chest first on the toad's rubbery hide and then bounce backwards, like from a trampoline, and go as as if you just blinked out of existence. As Lathander, you find yourself tumbling through the dirt out the side of the tent. Apparently, your luck does not extend to your friends and family. Ah, uh, you know, there's that. But Nevitz, now you can be lucky. Um, Nevitz is going to rely on, hopefully, a good aim with a firebolt as opposed to luck. And he will shoot a firebolt at the toad. Uh, plus six to hit. Oh, boy. Six on the die for a 12. A 12 hits. Uh, 1d10 plus nothing. Two points of fire damage. Two points of fire, you know. Two more than he had before. And so your, your, your flame singes the toad's rubbery hide 
as it turns still fixated on getting a halfling meal. We go to Atawale. Leave my brother alone. And I'm going to make a giant downward slash as the lightning crackles throughout my blade and hopefully I split it. Hold on, Atawale. Before before you tell us what the roll is, as you as you rear up and feel your energy focusing itself on the edge of your blade, I want you to suddenly think of the funniest toad pun you can think of. No pressure, but you have to do it right now. Oh, sugar snap. Um, total do. Okay. What'd you get? Oh, 13. Okay, that hits. Awesome. Alright, so D two D sixes. Then the lightning it is another D Okay. That's a total of nine damage, but four lightning damage. Okay. Now, I need you to do something for me. Oh yeah, I, I need Captain. you to to repeat your toodle do with all the force of a barbarian war cry. Oh, no. And as you do so, your blade strikes true and you actually roll max damage on the toad. So that's 18 points of damage as you get sprayed with psychedelic toad guts slicing into the creature and it lets out a choked croak of pain as it staggers still upright but deeply wounded. Uh, okay. Jericho, back to you. All right, um, so vicious mockery is not a thing that worked at all. I tried to mock him. It's not mock. I think... You know, some people are just very self-confident. This, this is a toad who believes in himself. He's, he's going to let the haters hate. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm going to think I'm going to whip my dagger off my belt and just, like, chuck it at his face. Do it. I think I'm going to do that. So, uh, whoa, that's like an eight, eight, that's a, that's a 19 to hit. That will definitely hit the toad. D4, I think. So, or, no, uh, D4, yeah, you're D4 right. D4 for dagger. Yeah. That's uh, three damage. Three damage on in your toad. Throw it. I tried to hit him in the face, but maybe it hit him in the gullet. I don't know. He's got a big face. You know, it's his large. It was a toad face. Yeah. Now, there's not a whole lot of surface area there to really dig into. He's going to feel it in the morning. More, what do you have? I'm just gonna shoot off a sacred flame. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Shoot that sacred flame. Yeah. I love it. Um, Moore's eyes grow um, brighter and more golden as she shoots off a sacred flame. That's a nat twenty. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let's go. Let's All go. Right. Um, the one d eight. Two d eight. It's six. Roll again. You know, she's at least rolling a d6. Eight. Okay. And yeah, that's me. There you go. As the, the, the toad burns, uh, the smell of singed toad body, which I'm sure is a deeply unpleasant smell, uh, filling the illusory tent as the toad, you know, with its last perhaps uh, energy, life leaking out of its body from multiple directions, lunges once more at Nevitz, try to claim a dying meal. Uh, does my sentinel take effect here? Does? What would you like to do? I would like to, if I can make it in time, strike before the toad strike. As, as the reaction as per sentinel. If please do so. Oh, yes, absolutely. But only if you make another toad pun. Totally. Huh. You know what? I'll accept it. <laughs> I did that one. Right. 12 again. That'll hit. I say 12 again. All right. D6 is all around as lightning arcs from my great sword. That's all. That's a six. That's a two. That fell off the desk. And that's a one. That's a nine total with one lightning damage. All right. And so with that, you know, with the, with the please give us, give us the barbarian war cry version of that totally. Totally. And as your blade hits into the toad, 
you feel the flesh give way and it explode into this cavalcade of multicolored goo. It just looks like someone spat unicorn vomit all over your friends, just splatter across Jericho and Moore and Nevitz and Chelsea, just utterly soaking them in rainbow goo. But I'm clean, right? Oh, yeah, you're totally fine. Oh, it's all good then. Totally fine. Totally. What a riveting display of force. Uh, oh, yes. Excellent. Excellent work. See, I knew. I, I believed in you. And as you do so, as, as, the, as the toad is slain, uh, you feel the, the air around you shimmer as the tent goes from this, this strange, trippy land of horrors to instead being more of this uh, serene, wondrous, clearly designed for gentle entertainment illusion uh, uh, with now a clear path towards the exits. Onward. Totally. Uh, but, but um, let's see. Lathander's gone. Moore's probably mm-hmm. angry. <sighs> Nevitz is so short. Um, Jericho, give me a perception check, if you will. Oh, oh okay. Uh, that's going to be very, very high. Yeah, let's see here. Um, that's going to be a six. Six? Okay. So as you, you know, as you wipe yourself clean of of all of the, the, the toad goos, you know, maybe you got something in your eye, uh, you feel your toe catch on something and nearly continue tumbling over. Hmm. Well, now I notice it. Um, First, give me a, a dex save to see if you face plants. Okay, fair enough. Very So if I don't roll the same, same, same. Uh, I think it'd be great. I believe in you. Yeah. Here it go. Oh no, that was not funny, actually. <laughs> ah, okay. So uh, you look down after catching yourself from from landing into all of the toad goo. Mm-hmm. You see that where the toad had been, there seems to be this mass of just awful goo, half digested that had been in its stomach when Adewale squished it. There's like a mass of goo at the center there. There's like a whole bunch of, like some something solid was jumbled up in this thing's stomach, uh, half digested, that you just managed to trip on. Right, I'm pulling my hand axe off my belt and they kind of like take the blade and just like scrape some of the goo off. So, so in the goo, uh, you can see a partially digested helmet, some slime-covered bones, a a small shiny ring, and then a, a strange, a, like a stone disc that when you cover, swipe off the goo, seems to be painted on one side and have writing on the other. Well, I'm gonna grab the ring, um, like hold it up to the light, and then pocket it, and then I grab the little disc and I'm gonna take a look at the inscription. I gesture oh. to my friends to come close. Uh, you said you go to look at the the stone. You see that it does indeed have writing on one side. The, the, the on the the rounded surface has a black circle with eight red lines radiating out from the center of it, and the other side, written in a cursive script, uh, is this strange phrase. The dark sun is rising. She shall eclipse Sulian with her face and cover Zayathe in shadow. I think as I'm reading it, like, the text is appearing above my head. Okay. I need to start, like, a conspiracy board to figure out all these moving parts because I was just thinking again about the prophecy from Mother Silvenza, and I still feel like that hasn't completely come to fruition. The last two lines, the time does come when all must choose, learn well, the trickster god's ruse. What if we made the wrong choice and there was the part about the darkest night? Now this is talking about a dark night, an eclipse. I mean... Mother Savenza said the, the darkest night refers to Dark Tide's Eve coming tomorrow. We, we still have not yet hit the, uh, the appointed hour. It is prophecy. What is the prophecy trying to tell us? Is this something to do with 
God, because if that's the case, I think this is beyond us. And I, the necromancer, like, is the queen going to be killed during an eclipse? But what does that have to do with us? And Zayathe? I never know how much to make of rumors uh, from from other Anatars. But given what we heard about potentially two seers passing away, I I would like to get to Mother Silvenza as quickly as possible to warn her of some threat against possibly our queen. Oh. I mean, let's look on the bright side more. There's no men having visions yet. We have that going for us. <laughs> yeah. So, we reunited yet? Uh, so, as a uh... As the illusion settles back into a more calm, placid, clearly harmless thing, uh, Jericho, your footsteps begin to glow as you walk towards the exit and you see the path illuminating before you, almost like lighting up on the emergency board of an an exiting airplane. Mm. You just see this clear trail of light exiting the tent. Mm. And Lathander, as you uh, as you're lying there in the dirt, you see this fey uh, blooded old man uh, with a pipe approach. You immediately recognize as the, one of the, the troop grandfather's old strem. Oh, lad, careful there! Tent of illusions is malfunctioning horribly. It's too dangerous to be open to the public. Uh, where, where are your friends? They're supposed to be helping with this sort of thing, aren't they? I'll point into the tent and say they're in there trying to fix it. We were just fighting a giant toad. Huge. Big as a horse. As big as two horses. Let's make the story even better. Big as three horses. And it was trying to eat us. Definitely trying to kill us. But I seem to have somehow ended up out here. I can't quite say why. Have you ever heard of something like that? It was creating these crazy illusions. You see the, the old man puff on his pipe. Foul magic afoot to do such a thing. Someone would have deliberately had to sabotage the flow of illusion magic in the tent. And why they would do such a thing is... Ah, it's the last day. We thought for sure the townies would leave us alone, but all it's done has been one headache after another. Could have frog do that? You heard me, right? There's a giant frog in there trying to kill the others. It's a magic frog, boy. Seems pretty magic, yep. That, that, <laughs> that sort of thing would definitely tamper with my, my beautiful, delicate illusions. And where do magic frogs normally come from? Forgive my um, ignorance. I, I can only assume that someone must have deliberately changed the creature somehow, which is dark and dangerous magic. None of our kind should be anywhere near it. We should go in and, in and investigate to see if everyone's okay. I'm going to check on my friends. You hear a, a, another familiar voice going, Yeah, that's great. That's just what a hero would do. <laughs> Smedley cheers you on. And then... Uh, I'm going to... Is Smedley close enough for me to, to give him a little fist bump? Oh, yeah. He's just right there. It's like, yeah, yeah. And as you do the fist Good. bump, he's, you know, he's... It gives a little gasp of awe. Oh, I'm, I'm never gonna wash this hand again. Say, <laughs> so, look, heroes have time for their fans as well. He says, "Oh, you're, you're the best hero. Like, I think that it's, it's definitely you're gonna be a, a legend someday. Just a, a legend." And you hear another familiar voice, you know, chirp out like, "Oh." That'd be very nice. I mean, I think that the the gooey cube is going to kill him, but if that doesn't happen, you could be a legend, maybe. You see veg, little Vezzy eating a bag of fresh humber nuts next to, to Smedley. She turns to, to him, offers him a, a nut, and he goes to, to take it like, oh, thanks. Uh, go- gooey cube? <laughs> uh, could you tell me a little bit more about what you mean, Vezzy? Oh, and, and, and Vezzy just nods and says, oh, yeah, I... Mother Sylvensa, she's been been training me in the site, and I had a vision that Gooey Cube killed you and all your friends. <laughs> uh, 
I'm starting to think more might be right here. Maybe we should just call it a day. Uh, hang on. You're saying there's a thing called a gooey cube and it can kill people. Could you describe a gooey what what the gooey cube is? She she nods as she takes another humber nut. Oh oh yes, it's um so it has six sides and it looked very sticky. Okay. And where is the gooey cube right now? Shrug is using the humber nut, like I don't know. Is it magical? I don't know. And where did we die in your vision? Location. Where where was the gooey cube located when we died? All around you. Okay. Thanks, Fezzi. (laughs) Keep that, hold that thought. Perhaps uh, we can chat about this in more detail later. I've got to go save my friends and I'll look down. Yeah, don't give up. You're a hero. You can totally save them and, and beat that cube. (laughs) <laughs> I'll look down at Smedley and say I've got a totally awesome date with Destiny and then I'll turn around heroically and run into the tent. Ooh, that's that's good right there. That That's good. And as Lathander runs back into the tent, you happen to go smack straight into Jericho who's about to walk out of the tent. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I, I guess, like, the floating text is still above my head because I'm thinking about it. Um, so right above me, my head in uh, Duval small caps, you can see, like, the entirety of that thing I just read off of that uh, disc. I'm sure it isn't unsettling in the slightest. Yeah, so you see, like, some kind of weird prophecy above my head, and I'm like, oh, hello. Oh, hey. So did my excellent distraction enable you to kill it? I think so. Awesome. And then I like I point above my head. At the, I point at this disc thing in my palm. I like flip it over to the, like the side of the black bit, and then I like point to the prophecy above my head. I shrug. Um, I, I actually I look to. Are my friends following me out to the tent then? Or I'm, I would I'm, assume I'm, so, but let me let us check on if your friends are following out. Yeah, of the tent. I'm kind of like wh- checking the vibes. So you guys coming? Kind of like. Jericho, Jericho looks at you expectantly and just kind of like shrugs at Chelsea. I'm definitely falling out, but I'm kind of like muttering to myself, like deep in thought, kind of going over the prophecy and all the little nuggets of information and world-ending news that we've received today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nevitz is just affirming to Adewale that it was an awesome kill, and he's very, very happy that his brother saved him. Adewale is majorly distracted um, completely ignoring Nevitz because he has a certain tune stuck in his head combo fendo mister bees fenda fauna thiebo foon obasina senda dees tanda frunda bosta zon it's quite catchy yes yes it is especially the fourth time (laughs) the text the text above my head starts to morph and then it like switches into a question I think I should find strem and so, Adewale, as you sing the song, unbeknownst to you, it feels like a little, little, almost like an itchy tingle, and your wounds stitch themselves back together. What is going on? <laughs> so I don't know that it happened. No, you just feel like a little tingly, like 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 a little like vaguely itchy, uh, but you regain six hit points. Do I yes, go? Six. What? I I still have above. You have fifteen on your life. character sheet. Oh. Okay. So do I just go up six down? Do I have above my max now for a bit? Or is it just... Yes. Okay. Cool, I'm at 21 hit points then. Okay. Ah. Uh, oh, I feel good. I might keep that in the back pocket. I don't know what did it, but I'm going to do it again sometime. All right. Nevitz taps uh, at a... And he looked up to... I think more and um, Luthander now that he's here and over to Jericho and Ade. I, st- I still believe we, we need to get to Mother Sylvain's. There's plenty of other things we need to do, but I would like to warn her some potential tie-ins from prophecies we've heard. As much as I would hate to admit you're right, but I think we should go. Uh, yeah, on, the walk there, on the walk there, Luthander, what happened? You just disappeared. 
so, yeah, jokes aside, I, I have no idea. I mean, that was close to my worst effort yet at an attack, which is saying something. Um, I don't know how I ended up out there. But all this lucky stuff keeps happening, which is really weird. And I will also tell everyone that I'm getting visions. Great, the world what? is ending. Stop. No. What do you mean? Uh, is there an empty tent nearby that the yeah, hottest house need can a quick like huddle. pile into? Yep. We need a huddle. Old Strum is not near us, correct? Correct. Yeah, he's uh, so Old Strum. Um, you, see, you see him congregating with uh, the sorceress Vestia and her partner Skizig uh, to, to go and, and fix all of the illusions that had been malfunctioning inside the illusion tent. All right, I approach the three of them and I, I, I hold up this disc and then, like, kind of flip it up like a coin. And catch it in my palm. It's on the, the side with the text on it. And I proffer it to Strem. Old Strem uh, takes it. You see him. You know, his shaking hands. Turns it over, and as you see his brow furrow and his bushy eyebrows twitch a little. Was foul magic indeed? It's no ordinary sorcery. Someone sabotaged this with old magic. Fuck magic. The only sort of thing that you find sorting with. He lowers his voice, looking spiritually. Demons. I mean, we're we're in the middle of. No offense to the fine folk of Nevermore, but we're a bit in the middle of nowhere in terms of Protestia. What sort of local would be sorting with demon folk? Jericho just shrugs, like looks to everybody else, like. And then above her head appears the text. Anybody got any suggestion here? I don't understand what's going on. Are we still near them, or have the rest of us walked away about Jericho went up to the her- them by herself? That's a good question. Let's let's answer this individually. So, Adewale, have you? Did you walk away <laughs> from the previous conversation? I figured we were walking towards Mother Silvenza. Well, I'll take that as a yes. Yeah. Lathander, did you walk away? Yeah, I had my head down with Nevitz and perhaps more, I'm not sure. Um, but definitely yeah. I, I was uh, totally focused on the visions thing. Okay. Uh, Nevitz? I think Nevitz ducked into a tent and he watched more and Luthander and Etawale walk in. And then okay. he goes, It's Jericho. <laughs> Language, brother. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Nevitz runs back out the tent. He's looking for Jericho. <laughs> and presumably he sees her over... Uh, and I, I point to Strem here. And, like, care to tell me what you just told him? Old Strem, you know, with Bestia and Skizik on either side of him, lower his voice a little bit. Don't want to panic the rest of the troop, boy, but this thing your friend found, this is, this is not just dark magic, this is... Touched with the essence of demons. As as Vestia and Skizik overhearing this, you know, both look to each other and they exchange a knowing look that comes from those who have been dealing with magics long enough to know that this is not something you see every day. Um, demons. Uh, okay. I'm I'm going to add that to the list. We are going to go and tell Mother Silvenza about this coin in addition to other things. But I need to take Jericho with me if you can allow them to, to go for a second because there's some other goings on that may or may not tie into this but demons more will be happy to hear that demons have been turned perfect and Nevitz starts fast walking going <laughs> back to the tent to find his friends so convening in the empty tent what is the group's consensus okay Luthander I'm going to put my hands on Luthander's shoulders and look very serious for a second. As much as I would prefer you have visions in this, and rather than me, like I'm okay with the end of the world as long as I don't have visions. Um, what did your visions feel like? I've had two visions now, but they've both been when I've held the dagger that I found, well, that Smedley found. And I'll describe the visions and, and exactly what it felt like to more 
you described the tap, tap, tapping on your left eye that was identical to what Moore felt? Was it? No. Uh, okay, that was the first one. I didn't know. I didn't it get. It wasn't tap, tap, tapping. I didn't get that in the second one. I got a pain in the eye for the first one, is my memory. Unless I was no, meant the, the to have vision, one. Neither vision was painful. Oh. I didn't get the pain mm. in the eye. Okay. No eyes. I thought eyes. I heard that. Okay. I thought I heard yes, eyes. Okay. okay. It was like, but the, the first one felt like you were you were blinking another set of uh, eyelids. That's right. There's okay. no pain. That's right. So, okay. yes, yeah, so I'll describe that and then also describe the dead. Yeah. One, de- one dead, two not dead, One the older, one's very old, one's older, what? and the voice that was disorienting Ooh. but didn't disorient me. One dead, two to go? I thought there was only two holy persons Lu- who were going to be killed. Luthander, was this more of a glimpse in the past rather than a vision... Uh, it feel it. I think, luckily, Nevitz, you can breathe. I don't think the end of the world is coming. I think, in my expert opinion, the visions well, are tied now. to this dagger. Well, you know, I've been blessed with no more visions. So, as a refined expert, um, I would say no need to worry. So you admit to having the visions in the past now. Well, okay. In this circle of people, yes. Once we leave this tent, <laughs> I will deny these allegations. <laughs> um, since we're so in the circle... I, I just wanted to let everyone know before we see another select. Uh, yes. Same token. Um, Jericho was able to come across additional information as well, um, which we can add to this list of things that are going on around us. Tom Currently, the um, magic that overtook the tent of illusions was demonic in nature. In Strem's voice, I'm going to go, demons. Great! Demons in the mix! What else? What else could possibly... Gods, demons, anything else? Cultists? Yes! You you hear a a voice echoing through the darkness of the tent. Only more? Oh, you all hear this voice. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... This is the first time any of us have heard that voice except more, right? Well, it depends. Okay. Does it sound like the voice... Well, does it That's sound like the voice we've heard down in the caves, or is it the first time we've ever heard this voice? First time I ever heard this voice. Doesn't sound like the voice that I've heard with the dagger? Nope. Uh, that was, a, that was a, a clearly male, normal-ish, but gruff voice. This, this does not seem to be that voice. Great. Why don't you show yourself... Let's just get this over with. Let's just jump to the ending. Ah, the ending you desire. And the ending you shall have. As you hear a... And swinging down from the the ropes tying the front, the top of the tent together, you see a man in a floppy jester hat. Well, hi, everybody. You didn't see me in here. I thought this would be a great time to do a little joke on you. I, I, no killing. That's what we were told. No killing. No killing. No killing. But maiming? Were we instructed not to maim somebody? Zani, you need to get out of here right now. <laughs> oh, but uh, but come on, you were telling such great stories. I want to hear more about the demons. Like, we should definitely, oh, that's, I mean... Can you imagine how crazy that would be if we told everybody that there were demons in the circus? We're we're working on a very, very closely kept secret of a play that we would like to perform for Mother Sylvestia for her birthday, and we do not want the plot to get out. So please say nothing and leave this tent immediately. More is very stressed. Deception on that, there, Nevitz. Oh man, how about performance? Deception, eh? Deception. Unless you have, like, a, a, a dance to go along with it. 18 on the die for a 22. 22? It's like... It's, oh, play! Oh, oh. That sounds fantastic! I'll go... I know that Columbina will be on beard. And, uh, oh, man, if, uh, if Lathander's involved, then Taylene, he's gonna be so happy to be involved however he can. <clears throat> Is there anything I can do to help? I mean, you know... I'm kind of run out of pranks at the moment, and 
Now, the, the last time I tried to depaint someone, a bunch of these paladins tried to beat the crap out of me. Oh my god. Um, Adwal is going to grab him on the shoulder tightly. <laughs> You're so strong. Not a word from this tent is to enter anyone others is to enter out of your mouth when you leave this tent or you will not have an arm working properly. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I thought, I thought that was obvious. We're all friends here. Shoo. Friends? Friends? Shoo before we all die. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Oh shoo, yeah, shoo. But, oh, don't worry. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I'll be sure to, uh, to, to do it exactly what you said. Wink, wink. All right. Thank you, Zani. Oh, come on. What? What's family for? We we Hanatas stick together no matter what, no matter how unlikable or unskilled or or useless or annoying one of us might be. Like the Hanatas always look out for the Hanatas. I inside check this guy. <laughs> you sh- you sure, check sure, the sure. vibes. In, inside, yeah, inside yeah I don't like his vibes. I don't like vibes. He's yeah. either totally being with us or he's really just—it's a two on the die. Zani's the worst. He's just the worst. Okay. He's on my hit list. Zani, <laughs> you need to leave or Adewale is going to put you out of this tent. No, don't worry. Don't, don't, don't. I'm, I've got everything under control. Five, and, and like you said, let's say anything about two, the tent. One. And he goes eight. and he, he does a cartwheel out the tent flap door. You know, little little bits of straw flying up, flying up in the air as he goes. You can hear as he, as he bounds off on Hi everybody! Go go clear the stage. We gotta get ready for a play. <laughs> oh, you know, no. more. I know you're not gonna like this, but I have a working philosophy based on everything that's happened to us in the last seven hours. There's only so much heartache and pain and chaos that they can possibly shove at us, and I honestly think that your outlook of the world is rubbing off on me. And I'm telling you right now. We're going to open that package because this cannot possibly get any worse. And I need to start making sense of small things around me. You know what? I like that plan. Let's let's open the package. You're going to use that knife. I'm going to mend it when we get done. Let's see what a blue skin pirate gave to you before we went off on a crazy adventure. (laughs) Okay. So who's who is opening said package? Well, it is in my pack. Let's use the divine knife. Just see what happens. It might help. It might not. Actually, we do have the knife. We have yeah. the. I think this. That's a great idea. Actually, I let's think just that, layer some stuff on top of this decision. Well, I, I think if maybe maybe it could add to what we discover. Or more is having a moment of revelation over there. Nothing to do with this. We can circle back to my revelation. Go ahead. Uh, if, this demonic if if Ade pulls the package out, I would ask Lysander to do his. Perception again to find a place in the string that doesn't have a code. He will yes, cut it with his lucky that. knife, and Nevitz will mend the string afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, wait. So, it's tied in a code. Mm-hmm. Is there like straights, straight parts of the of the rope or tie that's not knotted? Something, yeah, like that's what we're looking. That's that's exactly. what we were we were did we yeah. did a perception uh, a couple set couple sessions ago that there was mm. some places where the code was not in line with the, the wrapping there was like straight parts of it. True. So okay. That's that's where uh, Luthander will cut with his lucky blade, and that's where Nevitz will mend after we've seen mm. what's inside. I want it to be known. I do take like ten steps back. I'm right as, up in this business. Right as you you snip at that spot where there was no knots in that coated string the brown paper carefully folds away to reveal this beautifully carved hinged wooden box There's you can feel something rattling around inside of it. the box locked? Uh, it has locked? a latch but it's not locked quick examination of the box Check uh, I mean, it's about uh, the box weighs about Ten-ish oh, pounds, and does it look like it's going to blow someone's head off if we open it? <laughs> if you give me ten Perhaps. minutes, I can detect magic to see if this is maybe set to blow or something. Or I have a scroll. 
Why wait? Why wait? Why wait? Why wait? I pull out the scroll. And then I detect magic on this box instantly. Okay. Uh, And when you do so, as the scroll crumbles into ash that just floats away in the air in the center of the tent, the box remains blessedly inert. Good to go. And a look around. Are we opening it? I'm going to flick the latch open. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) All in. Okay, Uh, and Jericho, so as you you flick the latch open, uh, inside this box is what looks to be a series of tools for nautical navigation. You know, a a telescoping, uh, uh, a little telescoping spyglass, uh, a sextant, uh, some, some papers that look like a, a map of the, the sea. Uh, and then there also seems to be a, a little carefully folded note uh, in there, written in this this sweeping cursive hand. Take a look at that note. And the note says, written in the, the note, it tucked away in the box, uh, a message addressed to no one. It says, find the light, the luck, and the jester. Bring them together to push back the sickness gnawing at the world before it is too late. Uh, Adewale, does Adewale, is that recited back to us to where we all know it? Well, it's it's appeared above my head in burning Duval small caps text right now. So, Adewale is gonna point at Uthander. You've been mighty lucky today. You're Mr. Luck. You're a jester and you glue and light. I don't know if they combined the two and just said, hey, there you go, have fun. But, and then you're have you had visions. You had visions. As he points to more and says, oh. well, yeah, this letter, uh, as much as I love to say it and make uh, other people mad, it's definitely referring to us. Or at least well, a couple. At a, in your, in your travels, the light, the luck, and the jester—are those, are those, um, alternate names for three deities that might be linked in some way? Sounds like a great excuse for Adewale to make a religion check. Oh, I'm so good at this. No, not one, please, for the all that is. Level one playing comes Let's go. All right, so Adewale, this is. Nevitz asks his question. Get this little, you know, the little light in the candle in your mind goes aflame, and you re- you recall just naturally that according to legends stretching back to the founding of the first troop, there were three gods that always looked out for the Hanatas: Heliona, the light; Hismia, the uh, the goddess of luck; and Jinx, the goddess of jokes. Now repeat that word for word because. God knows that I, for my human player Blaine, forgot it already. So, the Jester is obviously Jinx. Uh, Luck, Kismia. And, oh, I forgot how to pronounce her name. Heliana. Yes. Heliana is the one of light. Jericho, do you mind if I copy down the the sheets and the, the, was the other one a map? What do you, there was two pieces of paper, right, Nate? Yep, well, one of them is a map, uh, charts the, the sea around Verdestia. If uh, Jericho would be willing to hold them up, um, Nevitz will put them into his journal. Yeah. And Burl and hand them over. And after that, um, this was given to Luthander, mm-hmm. some strange seafarer. Mm-hmm. We have entered into realms of darkness that seem prophesied somewhat, from what not only Mother... Silvenza has said, but possibly what part of Moore has seen. And we've come across, maybe unrelatedly, this dagger, which has given visions to some unfolding plot to kill men and women of faith. I don't know what ties together and what doesn't. I no, I, uh, I, 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 I just need to clear my thought. I'm going to put it. Does anyone need anything else from this package? Otherwise, I want to put it back inside the box and mend the string. Uh, I don't know the way ahead. I just wanted to maybe connect two of Lathander's visions. So your first vision, you saw you saw three people, mm-hmm. three figures followed a cloaked man who was then murdered. 
but the problem was in your second vision, you only saw two people talking to somebody and a dead man. But what if they were talking to the person who was holding the dagger, so therefore they're connected? More? I was going to say the same thing. Yes. Yeah. I, I do have the feeling that the dagger is trying, is somehow, whichever entity is attached to the dagger is trying to um, issue commands through the dagger. That's what it feels like. So we should probably be wary of whatever it tries to tell us. It's giving you a lot of luck. What does it want in return? Although I had the luck while I didn't have the dagger when you were doing So, Mm. I don't know. Let's go tell Mother Sylvenza would be repackage and carry on. Who has the highest passive perception? I only have noticed other things going around. You're not actively searching for them. Nevitz has a 12. Well, that's pretty good. Mm. I have a 15. That can't be correct. No, a 14. I was about to say. No, I had a 20 the whole time. Sorry. A 14. <laughs> you have an 18 wisdom? No. Uh, 17. What? Impressive perception is like just our... Uh... It, 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 it's it's noted below your stats. Just at the bottom of the stats. Yeah. What's 14 the highest so far? 14. 17. 17, yeah. Rogue. So you guys must have like special abilities. Rogue being rogue. Rogue, rogue's going to rogue. Holy crap. So, Lysander, as, um, as this is all going on, and uh, you know, as more is, is putting these pieces together, uh, you just happen out of the corner of your eye to notice some motion, and you uh, that when you just kind of glance over it, you see that someone has, has tied the temp flat shut. And you, you hear you hear a voice from the other side of the fabric, calling out, "Enjoy the dagger. You will finish this without it." As you see smoke begin to rise from the base of the tent, where a flame licks at the bottom of the tent flap, and that's where we'll stop for the day. Oh, great! Yeah. Great. Uh, What's the second part of that wanna, statement? I just want to reiterate: we are children, Nate, for everything you do to us. As a parent, I'm, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question, Kendra? What was the second part of that statement that they said through the tent? We'll finish the job without it. Okay. Uh, okay, so the dagger is... Is the murder weapon. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Visions Veiled and Violent, a D&D actual play of Gooey Cube's darkest dream adventure from the Red Star Rising campaign. Check out their amazing content at gooeycube.com. Also, a special thank you to Tabletop Audio for providing the fantastic music that accompanied this episode. As ever, please like, rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you can, help us out at Patreon by supporting us at the $3 tier. We hope to continue to share our collective storytelling with the community and that's all made possible by your support. So please tell your friends. Even tell your enemies if they like fantasy roleplay. Remember, you don't know the burden others have carried to arrive at your gaming table, so be kind. Safe travels until next week when we return to Visions, Veiled and Violent.